welcome to the Negro Leagues, our Major Leagues podcast, a production of Sports Reference. I'm your host, Curtis Harris, and today we are joined by Sean Gibson, who is the executive director of the Josh Gibson Foundation. As you might have guessed, Mr. Gibson is related to Baseball Hall of Famer and Negro League legend Josh Gibson. We'll be discussing the importance of Gibson's career, the elder Gibson, preserving family history, and the importance of legacy, as well as Sean's current campaign to have Major League Baseball's MVP award renamed for Josh Gibson. Let's get on with the show. Yeah, so I'll ask you again, uh, you know, who you are, where yeah, you're from. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Today we're joined by Sean Gibson. And uh, Sean, I'd like for you to uh, tell the listeners just who you are, what do you do, and uh, how you're involved with uh, Negro League baseball history. Yep. Um, you mentioned my name is Sean Gibson. I am the great-grandson of Hall of Famer Josh Gibson. I live here in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And I run the Josh Gibson Foundation, and I've been involved with Negro League Baseball uh, since around 13 years old when I first found out uh, about Josh Gibson being um, the superstar that he that he is, that he was, rather. And so, um, you know, we're excited to be talking to you today and tell a little bit about what we do here in Pittsburgh and some of the things we're doing to uh, uh, make Josh's name ring across the United States. Yeah, so you, uh, you you mentioned obviously you're related to Josh Gibson. Uh, you you first uh, I guess really found out about him when you were 13. Uh, could you explain a little bit more about that process of how you um, just just realize you're related, you're descended from uh, such an important and great uh, baseball player? Yeah, it was very interesting. Um, you know, during our family gatherings and family reunions and things like that, you was always you always hear the name Big Josh, Big Josh, Big Josh. Um, and the reason why, because my grandfather, who is Josh Gibson Jr., his son, was around. And so instead of saying Josh, they wouldn't be confused. So he was considered Big Josh. But I really found out about Josh Gibson. I heard stories about Josh throughout the family, um, storytellings and things about his baseball greatness and some of, the things, some of the things he did off the field as well. And I really found out about him, like I said, I was about 13 years old. And there was a book in the library. We was on a school project with three other people in our group, the group of four. And one of my buddies grabbed this book of Josh. He said, hey, man, isn't it your great-grandfather or your grandfather? And I was like, yeah, wow. And so I remember taking the book out and um, taking it back home to my mother, um, who was a Gibson, not my father. My mother's a Gibson. And she was like, oh, yeah, that's big Josh, like nonchalant about it. And so at that time, I went to my grandfather, Josh Gibson Jr., and started asking a lot, a lot of questions about Josh and um, about the Grays and um, some of the things that they went through. Um, and so it was very exciting and very important to me to learn our history, um, especially it was very important to my grandfather to teach me the history. My grandfather, Josh Gibson Jr., got a lot of his experience and his knowledge from that time because he was actually a bat boy for the Homestead Grays. So he actually traveled with his father and spent plenty of time with his father um, during those years. And so um, 
but some of the stories that I've heard throughout the family was, of course, you know, just um, he was a great swimmer. He was a great athlete. He, was, he ran track as well. Uh, he loved to dance. He loved to dance. He was very into etiquette. Uh, he was he, he dressed very well. Uh, he always made sure that their table settings were set right. So he was very into neatness and etiquette and making sure young ladies were young ladies and had their legs crossed. And so those are the stories that my family told me about Josh Gibson. So we'll talk more uh, in, in a moment about Josh's career and his importance, but I'm really interested in uh, that, that family dynamic of, of just, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, don't, don't want to say nonchalant, but almost just cool attitude about like, oh yeah, that's big Josh. Uh, like just how the family really didn't feel the need to come up to you before that and say, uh, you know, this is who your great grandfather was. This is why he was so important. Um, so did, did they ever explain to you uh, or did you ever get a sense as to why they didn't uh, ever sit you down and say, like, you know, this is Josh Gibson. This is who this man is. This is who, uh, why you should know who he is. You know, it was never like that. I mean, it was just conversations. Um, like I said, until I actually sat down and talked to my grandfather and he actually kind of broke everything down to me, explained to me the history of it, the importance of it. Um, you know, why there were two leagues and the segregation and the racism and why they couldn't play the major. So he kind of really broke it down to me, but it wasn't something that somebody set me down first. It was more of, okay, now I know who this person is. Let me ask my family more questions. Once I got to that point, I went directly to my grandfather, who I knew who knew a lot of these answers to my questions. And he just gave me a wealth of knowledge. And like I said, um, his knowledge comes firsthand because not only did he play for the Grays in 49 and 50, but he also was a bat boy and um, he traveled with his father. Um, And so that was a very, you know, listening to his stories was just mind boggling, especially how they traveled and how they dealt with some of the racism. And he was telling me, he he used to tell me how, when they would go down south and they couldn't go to certain hotels, how the community would embrace them and they would stay at certain uh, community homes and people in the community would stay in their homes and everybody wanted Josh to stay at their house. And it was, he said, yeah, everybody wanted my father to stay at their house. And, um, but it was interesting just to hear that. Now he, people always ask me the question about, did they ever come across anything like from the KKK or, um, have their bus stopped by the KKK or anything like that. Um, my grandfather never told me anything about that, but he, just, he did tell me some of the racial threats, um, you know, where some of the police will follow them out of town or some cars will be following them, follow their bus, you know, things like that. Nobody never got hurt, but there were some um, threats to hurt uh, some of the players during that time. Yeah, no, I mean, obviously there's plenty of stories that, you know, we can have a whole other podcast just discussing, you know, the the threats and the, the harassment folks got. Uh, but, but yeah, you, you, do, you do make a good point, though, uh, going back to the, I guess, the family history of that. Um, you know, why, why would someone, you know, sit somebody down and be like, you know, this was your grandfather or this was your great grandfather. Like for them, it's just family. Uh, so, yeah, mm, if, right. if eventually you come up and ask about it, then we'll talk about it. But. Uh, yeah, it does make sense what you think about it in that fashion. Yeah, it was never, it was never where, you know, they came around and said, hey, you know, this is, you know, they, it was nothing like, hey, you gotta learn about Josh. It was, you know, to them, it was just family. I mean, yeah. 
he was another person outside of (laughs) right right it's just a family member that was famous (laughs) that's all (laughs) yeah and actually to that that's really where i want to go my next question uh how is it? I, I know this is going to sound weird. I, I don't know how else to frame it, but you know what? What is it like to have a famous, famous uh, family member? Uh, although you never knew them, but still, people know about that family mm-hmm. member and they want to talk about them. So, what's it been like now as an adult and working with the the foundation? Uh, yeah, just just having this legacy to to kind of make sure it lives on, but also just have people be so interested in a family member of yours. Yeah. Well, I'm one of the is grateful. It's, it's a grateful experience, um, very humbling. Um, the one thing that I will say um, you get out of this is that you get a chance to meet other uh, famous baseball player descendants. And so we've always keep in touch um, from, of course, the Newley family, Satchel Page, and Cool Papa Bell's family, and Buck Leonard's family, and uh, Turkey Stearns and Double Duty Radcliffe and, and all those guys that played with Josh. You get to talk to those family members. Um, cross over to the White families and be Babe Ruth's family and Ted Williams' family and, um, you know, Joe DiMaggio. You know, you get a chance to meet them, Yogi Berra. And so then you get to the Latin players. You get to Orlando Cepeda's family and Roberto Clemente's family. So, you know, it's, it's a big um, network. And, you know, for me, you know, a lot of people don't even know that I'm Josh Gibson's grandson. They didn't know until I started the foundation. Um, And that's the way we were brought up. You know, my grandfather, you know, we was never brought up to go around saying that we're related to Josh Gibson. You know, he said, your name speaks for itself. And that's what he meant. You know, and I never knew what he meant when he said that. And that's what he meant, that, you know, people find out what your name is, they'll figure it out. and They'll know who you related to. And so that time has come. Um, it's been it's been great to carry on that legacy um, with Josh's name, and for us to carry on a legacy here in Pittsburgh through the Josh Gibson Foundation has been phenomenal. We have over 300 kids in our program, and they all know about Josh Gibson, and not just Josh Gibson, but they know the history of the Negro Leagues, and they know the importance of the Negro Leagues, and they understand um, what these guys went through, uh, and so. You know, the care on the legacy, number one, is, is great for not from, for myself and my family, but also to be able to educate people about these great men. Um, there's still a lot of people who know nothing about New League baseball. And so we're hoping that, you know, the most recent um, announcement with Major League Baseball, I made the announcement to include the statistics um, will help. But, you know, but there are a lot of the family members out there that have foundations as well. Central Page family has a foundation, but Leonard has a foundation. Leon Day has a foundation. So the families are doing their own part as well to keep their family as well as other great Negro League baseball players legacy alive as well. Yeah. And I, and I want to dig in further on this idea of legacy. So uh, first off, as a person and from what you've been able to learn from your family members, uh, what is the legacy of Josh Gibson? And not just as a baseball player, but as a person, what is his legacy in your opinion? Well, his legacy was number one, you know, I'll start off this. His legacy started very early. Okay. Some people who's listening may or may not know Josh Gibson's wife died giving birth to her twins. Um, so his legacy started at age 19 with Josh Gibson Jr. in Helen. 
um, it was a girl boy twin, and they were named after the parents. And so Josh Jr. and his wife Helen, who died, uh, which is my aunt, her name was Helen as well. So his legacy started at a very young age. His legacy also continues um, through all the work that we're doing here at the foundation, um, through all the work that we're doing to accomplish his name. You know, our biggest thing through our our biggest thing through our family is branding. Okay, um, we want to make sure that Josh's image and his likeness, his his brand, is upheld to our standards, and that's our biggest. Um, one of our biggest accomplishments, we can say, is that you know we, our brand has not been tarnished. Um, now, most recently, we're hoping that our brand will grow. Uh, we're always trying to grow our brand, but his legacy is now being carried on through the young generations of Gibsons, um, starting with myself, uh, with, with leading the Josh Gibson Foundation, um, my kids. Um, I have other relatives that are involved in the foundation. And so um, I have a grandson who's eight years old, who's a, who's a, who's a who's a good baseball player right now, and you know he's part of the legacy, and he maybe he can continue on that he can continue that legacy as far as with baseball. And so Josh's legacy, you know, Josh died in 1947. It's been a long time since he passed, and his legacy has been growing since he passed. I would say his legacy probably started growing since 1972 when he got into the Hall of Fame. Once he was inducted to the Hall of Fame, his legacy has grown since then. Yeah, and you've already mentioned a little bit, uh, but what specifically does your uh, foundation do to, you know, to not just spread the name of Josh Gibson, but again, what you've been mentioning, his legacy. Uh, so what help do y'all have for uh, members of the community? What programs do you do uh, for people? Yeah, so we have over 300 kids in our program. We have three different sites here in the city of Pittsburgh. Uh, our main site is actually right in front of Ammon Field. At the time, it was called Ammon Field, where that's where Josh Gibson first started playing Sandlot baseball. Um, in 2008, they renamed it Josh Gibson Field. And so that's our main site. We're part or a partner of the city of Pittsburgh Parks and Recs Department. We also have two other sites and two of the Pittsburgh public schools who are also our partners. And so we're very excited about that. And we also have a curriculum in the schools called BOSA, and that stands for Business of Sports Academy, and it teaches kids the business side of sports. It's a college credit course that teaches you sports media, sports marketing, sports law, sports sales, and sports events. And you can actually get up to 12, excuse me, not 12, nine credits to college. It's a, it's a ninth, tenth, and it's a, it's a sophomore, junior, and senior um, courses that you can get college credits to. So we're very excited about that program. We also have our boys and men mentoring program. We have our STEAM program. We have our Josh Gibson Baseball Academy. Um, so we have several programs. You can find out more about our programs at joshgibson.org. But again, that's another way we're continuing Josh's legacy through these kids over these 300 kids that's in our Josh Gibson Foundation that's continuing on their greatness in education as well. Yeah, and uh, just real quick, uh, who established uh, the Josh Gibson uh, Foundation? Yeah, so Josh Gibson Jr., my grandfather, he established the foundation in the early 90s. And once I got out of college in 95, I got involved with the foundation and I've been running it since then. 
All right. Yeah. This just finally crossed my mind. Like who did start this foundation? So yeah, it's great to hear. Uh, yeah. His, his, his son was able to get it rolling. Well, I guess uh, that brings me to, it's not your only campaign, but I guess it's your newest campaign. Uh, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, if, if you have something newer, uh, but the Josh Gibson MVP campaign to try to rename major league baseball's MVP award. So uh, let us know if, because the listeners may not know, I'm sure they do, but some may not, but, uh, if he could tell us who the award used to be named for and why you think Josh Gibson is a better standard bearer uh, for that honor. Yeah. Yeah. So the Josh Gibson MVP campaign came about last year. Um, and this is something that we didn't come up with. It was something that me actually reading an article. So last summer, uh, during the whole Black Lives Matter movement, uh, there were several MVP players um, who decided they who does not decided when it was making a push to remove Commissioner Kennesaw Montalanis's name off of the MVP trophy. Ben Walker from the Associated Press was doing this article, and as I'm reading the article about Mike Smith, Terry Pendleton, and Barry Larkin, were the three MB, former MVP players who would like to see the name removed. As I'm reading the article it mentions the three names they were considering of renaming the award after. And the names were uh, Branch Rickey, Frank Robinson, and Josh Gibson. We had no clue Josh was even in this um, camp, not even say camp, in the runnings for this. And so I remember after reading that article, I sent down an email to my family, uh, to my board of directors, we have a special committee and, I, and to my committee members said, Hey, listen, I just read this article. We just uh, found ourselves in a race. Let's see how we can win it. And from there, from there on, we've been on this whole campaign. Um, our website for the campaign is JG20MVP.com. You can sign a petition as well. And the campaign is really more about um, poetic justice redemption. Right. And when I use those two words, uh, it's more of, like you mentioned, so Kennesaw Mountain Landis was a commissioner of Major League Baseball who who did not integrate um, baseball. He did not African-American opportunity to play baseball. And so this award will be, so this award will be not just about Josh Gibson, right? Uh, it will be named after Josh, but it'll be, it'll be, it'll be for the 3,400 men that were denied the opportunity to play in the majors. So it's bigger than just Josh Gibson. Um, and, and, and the redemption part is, how ironic would it be for a person like Josh Gibson to replace the same man who denied him the opportunity to play in the majors? And so um, our campaign, you know, like I said, it's, it's been going since last year. Um, we got a little bit of momentum recently. Um, but, you know, it, it, it's, we just feel like Josh is a great candidate. And because of, we feel as though also if Josh had the opportunity to play in the majors, we feel as though he would have won, you know, not one or two, but maybe a couple or three or four MVPs during his time. But again, before I close, I would just like people to know that it's not just about Josh. It's about the 3,400 men that have been at the opportunity. And that's why we feel like we have a great case to rename the MVP award after Josh Gibson. Yeah, uh, I, I like that emphasis that uh, Josh can maybe serve as a 
a symbol uh, for all the men who were denied the opportunity, uh, you know, by, by the racism and segregation of that period. Um, but uh, before before we close, uh, is, is there anything else you would like to mention uh, about Josh Gibson, about your foundation uh, for the audience? Yeah, I would just say that, you know, as far as learning more about Josh, you know, to our website, which is joshgibson.org, learning more about our MVP campaign, um, go to jg20mvp.com, you know, see see everything that's on the campaign site. Um, there's several articles that I have uh, written for ESPN Undefeated. Uh, read those, hear our story. Um, if you like our story, uh, sign a petition. Um, you know, we don't know when this is going to happen. We're assuming it may happen um, in July because this is a, even though it's a major league baseball award, it's also, but it's also um, given by the Baseball Writers Association. Um, they meet twice a year. They'll meet in July during the All-Star break, and then they meet in December during the baseball winter meetings. So we're, we're, we're thinking um, that this decision may be made sometime in July. But, um, but yeah, I would just encourage people to go do your research and learn more about not just Josh, but all the other great Negro League baseball players um, that made a huge impact in baseball um, and in our society. All right. So uh, thank you, Sean, for sharing, uh, you know, I guess how you became aware of this great baseball player who happens to be uh, related to you, uh, but also the great work you've been doing to uh, help out uh, children uh, currently to help, uh, you know, progress and be, be, be you know, achieve great things like Josh was able to do, uh, but also to try to make sure that the history of Josh and other Negro League players uh, is maintained and uh, preserved for the future. So uh it's been great speaking with you, and uh, thank you for joining us. Thank you. I appreciate it. I'd like to again express my thanks for Sean, uh, Sean Gibson, joining us for the podcast today. And I hope that that conversation, you really all got a sense of what it's like to have a, not, not just have a famous family member, but to act upon that fame in, in a really positive fashion, trying to create a lasting and positive legacy. Uh, so definitely check out the websites that Sean mentioned. Um, check out the campaign to have the MLB MVP award renamed after Josh Gibson. Uh, but thank you all for listening. We'll see you back here on the Negro Leagues, our major leagues pod.